You guys can be seated tonight. I've been really excited about tonight in particular. And I want to do a few things maybe a little different. We've got a few seats up here, guys. You can uh, slide in. We've been on a journey talking about master-level leadership, Connect 301. And we started off talking about uh, what does that mean to be a master-level leader and three legs of leadership, servant-heartedness, and uh, um, a humble spirit, a teachable spirit, and then a love for God, the three legs um, of leadership. We went through and talked about attitudes for leadership. We talked about uh, all kinds of things. And tonight, we're going to get to a, a principle tonight that can change your life, that can set you apart from the average to the supernatural in your life. But let me ask you a question first of all, and I want you to be honest tonight, okay? Have you ever felt like you were treading water, like you were just average, or just kind of blah in your life, all right? All right, so, so several of us have been there. Well, tonight, we're going to look at a principle about getting the principle of excellence to work for us. And I want you to turn in your Bibles at two places, first to First Chronicles, and I want you to make sure you get there. There's some Bibles on your tables you can kind of uh, share with your neighbor if you need to. But First Chronicles chapter 12 is talking about David's mighty men. Everyone say, mighty men. These men were strong. They were amazing. And what's interesting, in verse 14, we'll start there, 1 Chronicles chapter 12, it says these Gadites were army commanders and the least. This is like the weakling, all right? Let's see, who, would wanna, who wants to represent the least here for a second? No, you can't do that, all right. Yeah. Okay, Joe. All right, so Joe, stand up. You're the least, all right? So he's the least tonight, but it says the least was a match for 100. So we got about probably 40 or 50 here. Twice this, you'd be taken on just by yourself. How many say that's pretty, pretty awesome? One to 100. But then it says, and the greatest for 1,000. One against 1,000. Who wants to be the greatest tonight? That should be all of us. <laughs> all right, you can have a seat, Joe. Thanks for helping me out. Now you say, well, what set them apart? What was different about these mighty men? Well, there's a verse at the beginning of this chapter, in chapter, um, chapter 12, verse 2, that describes them. It says, they were armed with bows and were able to shoot arrows or to sling stones right-handed. Everyone say right-handed. And left-handed. They had perfected their skills, not just to be one-dimensional, but even if they lost their left hand or their right hand, they were still fighting men. They had an edge against their opponents. Now, when I was learning basketball, I was told the better I could be with my left hand, the better I would be on the court. I was naturally right-handed, but the more I'd work on my left-handed shots or my left-handed layups, the better I would be. And that's what it reminded me of. And that's what David's mighty men were all about. Now tonight, Dave Williams from Lansing talks about a principle called the 2% principle or the extra mile principle. And I want you to repeat something after me tonight because we're here to learn. We're here to be stretched. And I want you to say this. Say, I want to get better all the time. And if you really mean that, 
we need to learn the 2% principle. And I want you to turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5, verse 41. Now, in just a second, I'm going to ask for the strongest man in the room to help me out. So just determine if that's going to be you tonight, all right? Listen to what it says. It says, if someone forces you to go one mile, go with him two. Say, one mile for two. Now, let me give you some background here. In Jesus' day, Roman soldiers could force Jewish people to carry their bags or their supplies for one mile. The Roman soldiers. And it wasn't like they were just going to pick up a backpack you know, full of books. It was a heavy load. And the Jewish people, they, were, they would gripe about that and complain about that if you study uh, scripture in, in its context. But Jesus says, if someone forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Now, who here thinks that they're the strongest here? All right. Pastor Pete? All right, Pastor Pete, stand up. All right. Now, it just so happens that after church tonight, I'm going camping. And so I thought I'd bring in my backpack. And uh, why don't you just l- load that up, put that on for a second. All right, and uh, make sure it gets on there good. And I, I was going to carry this water bottle too, so we'll just um, maybe attach this here. Um, hold on just a second. We're going to put on a little water, extra, extra weight. Now, uh, how, much do you, how much do you think that weighs? Maybe 30, 40, 50 pounds? I don't know. You look pretty good on it, good there. Now, what I'd like you to do, Pete, for the remainder of our time tonight, I'd like you just to kind of walk around just the back. I don't want you to be a distraction too much. Now, if you start moaning and groaning, I'm going to have to get someone else. But I just want you to kind of walk around and just feel the weight of that backpack, all right? So, so he's, he's going to kind of be an example of going the extra mile tonight, all right? I'm asking him to do a little bit. He's looking pretty good back there, all right? Now, all right, now I'm going to need you to focus, not fo- so, focus on so much on Pastor Pete. He's just our illustration. But it says in uh, point A there that the difference between the effective, successful leader and an average one is attitude, which we've talked about, and a little more drive. Doing just 2% more makes the average person superior or excellent. Now, baseball season's ramping up. Let's think of some superior, excellent ball players. In history, Sammy Sosa, Mickey Mantle, Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth, right? Now, uh, let's think about the Tigers. Any great players right now? Cabrera, Fielder. And after about that, after about a couple, I'm like, what was the other guy's names? There's something different about those that have gone just a little bit more that we remember them. And they make history. And what's interesting is that average is oftentimes forgettable, isn't it? When you're just average, you're just kind of going with the flow or you're just, you know, in, in life. If you're average, you're going to be forgettable. But if you're excellent, you're remembered. You go to uh, TJ Maxx or uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, you can't find the third and fourth string players on the Detroit Tigers or any other team. But you can find Cabrera and Fielder in Verlander jerseys because they're excellent in what they do. And I want you guys to be excellent in what God calls you to do. And you do that 
by choosing. It's by choice. You do more by choice, too, there, not just because you have to. Anyone can do just what they have to do. Let's think about it. You get a job, Kaylin, this summer, you're going to get a job probably and start working. And, uh, and you can, you know, your boss says to be there at 8 o'clock. You can, anybody can show up at 8 o'clock, but to get a little extra, to do a little bit more, is you show up 15 minutes ready, 15 minutes early. You have to clock out at 4, and maybe you stay a few minutes after and give just a little extra. A little extra goes a long way, and it's your choice to do that that makes the difference. It doesn't take that much more to go beyond average. You go two miles with a good attitude, and the result is that there will be miracles in your life. And I say that, and I'm not exaggerating. God will bless you if you will go the extra mile, that extra 2%. But the problem is, in our day and age that we live in, there is this thing called mediocrity that is permeates our schools, permeates churches, permeates uh, ball teams, that they, if they're just getting by, that they're okay. And you know what God calls that, what Jesus calls mediocrity in Scripture? He calls it being lukewarm. And, what, you know, there are people that say, well, I just can't be promoted. I can't go any further. I just can't get ahead. Well, let me just say, don't become unpromotable in your work or at school or in, in any area of your life. It only takes 2% more effort, time, and practice to do more than the average. Now, the goal is, is that you in your life will produce a quality product in whatever you do. I was thinking about this with automobiles. Automobiles, um, my wife has dro- drove some really nice cars over the years. Uh, one of her favorite cars, she had a Lexus RX 300. And uh, this was in a season where I was buying and selling a lot of cars and had a lot of extra cash. <laughs> and, uh, and we bought her a Lexus. And my pastor said, just, you know, that's okay. I asked him if, I could, but if she could drive a Lexus. And he said, no problem, but just know that people will look at you different. And I'm like, really? And they kind of did. But she loved that car. But after she drove that car, she tasted a fine driving machine. She experienced excellence in craftsmanship. She didn't want to go back to a little Ford Escort. <laughs> and unfortunately, we had to for a little while. <laughs> but you know what? She tasted that quality, and she wanted more of that. And so did I, by the way. Now, the question we have to ask for ourselves is in what areas of our lives can we bring that type of quality? Where can we become more useful? Some would say, well, you would be a fool if you do more than what you're expected. If your teacher says to do, you know, the 50 questions, uh, math questions, and then there's five extras, you'd be crazy to do the extra five questions, right? Or if at work someone said, hey, I need you to get this amount of work done, and you would, people would be like, you're crazy if you do more work than what's expected, right? Isn't that true in your work at Gentex or, you know, put it in your context? Or if you're on a ball team and, you're, and you're, they say, hey, we want you to shoot 100 free throws before you go home, and you stick around and shoot 150, people would say, you're a fool. Why would you do that? Just do what you're expected and keep on going. Well, listen, 
If that's your mindset, then Jesus is calling you and me to be foolish. In the mind's eye of the world, the extra mile doesn't make sense. But spiritually and even practically, it will make room for promotion. The extra mile, when you get a hold of that, it will make you more valuable. Now, how you doing, Pete? Doing okay over there? It's pretty heavy? This, all right. You feeling okay, though? All right. What I'd like you to do is go get your wife, all right, and go get her and uh, bring her back, all right? Now, we're going to continue here for a second. All right. Be careful now. I'm actually using all that stuff tonight, so don't, don't lose it. He's taking a shortcut like he would. All right. Now, listen. Let's keep on moving. The extra mile, part two there. When God, when he sent his son, Jesus, what did he send? Did he send his angels? Did he send his uh, animals or a robot or some clone? No, he sent his son, Jesus, heaven's best. Jesus sent God's best. And if that's true, when we come to Christ, which I believe all of us have here, we are leaders that are serving God, we should give him our best in everything we do. How many would agree with that, that we should give our best, right? And if that's the case, we should apply God's principle and go the extra mile. Going the extra mile. We should be marked by that kind of attitude, by that kind of experience. And the reason I brought Pete and Deb in tonight, come on over, guys, is because this kind of principle will set you apart. And Pete and Deb are a wonderful example. They are extra mile type people. How many would agree? Just in a little bit that you know them. Absolutely. And what's interesting is this principle, it will advance you, it'll favor you, and it'll bless you. Now, Pete and Deb, uh, or Pete, was with me a couple weeks ago, and our, my car was getting worked on, right? And we went over to Charlie's Auto Body, and there's a guy, he's a young man, he's like 23 years old, that works for Charlie Hines. Charlie Hines goes here to church. What was it that you said about Danny uh, when, we, when we were leaving? Do you remember? Yeah, I, I just said, I know he was a good worker by the way he moved, he hustled, he was, you know, always, I mean, he was you know, working hard, and you could see it in everything that he did. Like, he, I, could, I could just tell that he was a good worker. He was. And I've known Danny for some years, uh, just since I've known Charlie. And Danny is an extra mile type person. He is a hustler. He's always working, always working hard. And Pete, Pastor Pete, you recognize that in him. And you even called it out, and you're like, man, he's a hustler. And the reason Pete recognized it is because that's what the kind of person Pastor Pete is. And what kind of person Deb is. I want you guys to know something. Pete and Deb have blessed me personally. Pete, uh, Deb, the other night, at midnight, you were dropping my daughter off, or, like, or close to midnight, and you still had more kids to drive home, all the way to Holland, I think. You went the extra mile. And it wasn't just a one-time thing. They go the extra mile all the time. You guys have put thousands and thousands of miles on your car picking up a lot of these students if you've ever been in their car been picked up just show your hand real quick several that are here tonight 
and you guys are extra mile type people. Pastor Pete, last week on Wednesday, there was something in the men's bathroom that was all sticky and on the floor. You remember? And I didn't say anything to Pete, and I, and I forgot to, and I, and I would have asked you to take care of it probably, but we just kept on working. Then a little later, I noticed that Pete just grabbed the mop and he took care of it. It wasn't, I didn't even have to ask him. He went the extra mile. And I just wanted to say thank you publicly. And I wanted all of us to say thank you. Pete and Deb, I know you guys got a Keurig not too long ago. And uh, so I wanted to get you a little extra mile coffee, all right? All right, for you there? All right? And, um, and this is one of my favorites, Sumatra. And uh, so extra mile coffee. So when you drink this, you can, you can be like, hey, hey, they do appreciate us, right? <laughs> but I wanted to say thank you. But I also wanted to do something real practical for you guys, too. And you don't have to participate tonight. But I wanted to do a little thank you for going the extra mile, a little extra mile offering, just a cash offering for Pete and Deb tonight. All right? They don't need it, but I just thought, you know what? Let's bless them as an example. And so tonight, I asked Jessica, because I don't carry cash. I said, Jess, you know, hey, what do you got? And so I'm going to put $2 in. And, uh, and then what we're going to do, we're going to make sure that this gets to every table. Don't feel like you have to give. If you don't have anything, no problem. Um, but if you put a buck or two in there, it's just going to bless them. And they'll put it right in their gas tank, I promise. <laughs> because they, they, trust me, they spend a lot of money on that. All right, now, you guys can go ahead and, and go. And you keep on walking around in the back there just for a second. And then we're going to wrap this up. All right, let's give them a hand, all right? And we'll let that get around. And we're going to do a little offering for them, just a little blessing, Okay. The point is here tonight, as master-level leaders, which I believe God has called you to be, we need to be that type of person. We need to be marked with that kind of attitude that we're willing not only to go one mile, but to go two, or as long as it takes. And you know what? Sometimes in life, it's not easy to go the extra mile. Sometimes it's inconvenient to go the extra mile. Sometimes it hurts. Right now, Pete, you're probably suffering. I loaded that up pretty good. And it's, you know, it's hurting your shoulders. And, uh, yeah, he's turning purple. And uh, if, he, if he passes out, we'll call 911. But you know what? Isn't that the truth? That sometimes it's, it hurts to go the extra mile? But I promise you this, and I'm going to close in prayer. I promise you this. That if you, as a young person, or you as a parent, or you as an employee, or you as a servant here at the church, and uh, just in what you're doing here, uh, around serving around the church, if you can get a hold of this 2%, just doing a little extra, you will be set apart. You will be set apart. And God, he will keep his hand on you, and he will make room for you. And I want to surround my, myself with these type of people. And I look around this room, and I know that God has got great plans for you. Whether you're young or old tonight, God has plans for you. And God, in his economy, 
the way that he works, he calls us to be extra mile type people. If you're interested in that kind of commitment in your work at school or in business or at home or serving here at the church, I want you just to stand right where you are, and I'm going to pray for you. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for extra mile people, people that love you with all their heart, that are servant-hearted, that are teachable, people like Pete and Deb that give and give and give with even without being asked. God, I thank you that you are calling us as a church to be an extra mile church, going beyond, putting principles of excellence to work. Lord, help us in everything we do and everything we say. God, give us favor and blessing as we serve you with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind. We pray it all in Jesus' name. And all the master level leaders said, amen. Amen. Students, you can be dismissed. And Pastor Pete, you don't have to hold on to that anymore. All right? You can, you can unload that. And uh, thank you very much.